0: Hello everyone and welcome back to this bonus series of the She Can, She Did podcast, solely focused on the theme, We Can, We Will. Weather this COVID-19 storm, as business owners that is. I hope you're all well and enjoying the sunshine out there this week. If this is the first time you're listening to this podcast, hello, I'm Fee and I'm the founder of She Can, She Did. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back and thank you so much for listening as always. Before I introduce today's guest, I am so pleased to say that this bonus we can we will series is now sponsored by tide business current accounts aka the business account that I've used and loved ever since I made the switch to being a limited company at the end of 2018 and finally sorted myself out with a proper company current account. If you haven't come across Tide yet, it's a business current account dedicated to startups, entrepreneurs and freelancers, which makes managing your business's finances a whole lot more simple than I'd envisioned when I first launched She Can She Did. It didn't come as a surprise to me, therefore, when I learned that in recent weeks they've set up a really useful hub dedicated to providing help and support for small businesses like yours and mine during the coronavirus outbreak, which you can find by heading to www.tide.co forward slash blog forward slash coronavirus, or by following the link in this episode's show notes. From finding out how other businesses have overcome the paralysis to their industries in order to keep moving forward what small businesses in Spain want all of us here in the UK to know about surviving coronavirus, to some good old tips and tricks for working at home more productively, you can find all the latest news, updates and help dedicated specifically to small business owners there, which will update as the current climate evolves too, of course. With so much noise out there at the moment, they've also provided some really digestible information on government support for business owners in the form of a really simple coronavirus government support eligibility checker. Bit of a mouthful, I know, but it's really useful and it's void of all the fancy financial jargon that I don't know about you, but I find so unbelievably confusing at times. Essentially, it's a chatbot that asks you a few simple questions about your business and then directs you to the right support that's tailored to your business's needs. Basically, it's pretty handy. You can find the link in the show notes below, but I just want to say a huge, huge thank you to Tide for their support and hope that you find the hub that they've set up as useful as I did. With that said and done, today's episode features the fashion brand consultant and all-round queen of positivity, that is Elizabeth Styles. A lady that I've had the pleasure of getting to know at a good view of the midweek mingles and various coffee catch-ups since launching She Can, She Did, who has in recent weeks, since the UK went into lockdown, launched a now sold-out course for anyone looking to launch the fashion brand that they've been dreaming about but never had the time to launch. From how she accelerated the setup to ensure that she launched the course in a timely manner, whilst maintaining the highest standards, of course, how she approached selling and marketing during this time, given that there's so much comp- conflicting noise about what's the right and wrong behaviour as business owners to be following at present, to why I've personally been loving Elizabeth's newfound skill for making gifts in recent weeks. This is how the past few weeks have played out for Elizabeth and her incredibly supportive advice for each and every one of us. So first of all went into
1: panic mode obviously (laughs) being the drama queen that I am and do so well. (laughs) But then I was like, uh, how many people are sat at home? A lot of people are still getting paid a wage, luckily. And I think it's really nice that during this time when the world is kind of falling apart, that the first thing everyone wants to prioritize is being creative. And I was like, oh, this is good. (laughs) This is what I always tell people to do is take your creativity seriously. And so I had an idea to start a course um, and teaching like one-to-many. And it's just like, oh, yeah, it's on the list. I'll do it at some point. But this forced me to do it even quicker. And I'm not really a perfectionist anyway, luckily. So I just thought, well, this is all the things that I wanted to cover. I got into bed and wrote down, this would be week one, week two, week three, week four. This is what I'd do. Take out anything that would have needed to go outside. So say going to the shops for some inspiration for example like you just I was like converting all those things to be online and yeah just put it out there and I said I want to do a four-week online course on how to start a fashion brand online um what I'm going to do is show up on Instagram stories at half eight every morning for a week and I basically did the course in about 10 minutes so I just sort of like whizzed through it and told people what to do, but not how to do it. I think that's the, somebody told me a bit of advice before, like what to give away for free and what to pay for. And you give away the what, but not the how. So that's what I did on Instagram stories every morning and got loads of people joining. And I think it was just nice for people to get out of bed and like focus on something. Cause it's so easy just to lie there, like scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And then on the Friday I did like a Q and A of anything fashion related. And then on the Saturday, I said, well, this has gone really well. Like, how about we turn it into a four-week online course and started getting some sign-ups. And the first one was, like, last Monday, and then I'm going to do it every Monday throughout April and send out, like, a little workbook,
0: yeah, and That's
1: uh, Facebook Live each Monday night that people are tuning in for. So,
0: I mean, you said – I want to go right back to the beginning. You said you panicked, <laughs> then you got into bed – you jotted down your ideas then you launched the course in terms of like that playing out how long did panic mode last what kind of gave you this slap around the face to start planning you know what shook you up and kind of geared you into action and that that process of jotting down what that workshop would look like if you'd already been thinking about it how long did that take and what was the kind of gap between jotting those ideas down and starting that Instagram Live to kind of set the scene for launching the workshop. Yeah, well, it's a bit... know that's a bit of a
1: mouthy There's there's something in there
0: somewhere.
1: How (laughs) long did panic modes uh, last for... Probably, like, 48 hours max. Like, I do sort of... I'm very up and down, so I was just like, ah! (laughs) Get over it. I just got it all out of my system. And then I... I might have the piece of paper here. I'm not sure if I do. but It's literally like back of a bag packet kind of thing. <laughs> and I just wrote down the skeleton of what I would want to have learned when I was starting a fashion brand. Because I did in my past life when I was working in corporate. And all the things that people need to know. Like what does your brand actually stand for? Why do you want to start a fashion brand? Who is your customer? And how much are you going to sell everything for? And who's going to make it? And what's it going to look like? And I think people skip those bits about actually trying to build an audience before you launch and they're like the key things to do before you even start thinking about product and you can do all of that from your sofa so I was just like "Hmm." (laughs) I wonder how many other people have thought about having this creative project and now they're at home just like me but then mine is doing the course but theirs could be building the brand um so yeah I got into bed wrote down week one two three and four and I had done a Facebook course before so somebody sets up a private Facebook group and then you're allowed in if your email address matches the email confirmation from my website and so it's just like a free way to host a course basically because everyone was like are you going to do it on Zencaster or something and I was just like I don't even know what that is I'm doing it on Facebook (laughs) because I just need to get it done really quickly while everyone's at home and actually it's worked quite well because everyone's got a Facebook account and it's not like another thing to have another password for and it's also a nice way to have that community as well which was a really important part for me because if everyone's just like logging in I don't know I don't really like it mm. personally I know some people can learn that way on their own but at the moment in this time I feel like if you're thinking of starting a brand and there's a girl down the road from you but you can't speak to her and she's also thinking of starting a brand then you can all gather here and you're all at the same stage so.
0: that's amazing so are you is this your sole focus at the moment or are you still consulting for other brands because that's what you do on the regular right
1: Yes I'm still consulting as well (laughs) Um, and just on a side note if anyone's thinking of doing this I didn't actually write the course before I put it up for sale like we're two weeks in and I've not even written week three or four yet because I was just like I need to get it out there to give people enough information to know what they're going to learn and then I'll write it as we go and I think a lot of people kind of get held up in what am i going to do it on like how how much am i going to charge more and what if it's not good enough and i just think the only way to find out is to do it so just go for it so i wrote week one and sold it and now i need to do weeks three and four as well
0: no i was a bit like that with these um daily podcasts when i announced it and i was like oh they'll be daily for x number of weeks months whatever and i don't need like secured the first like batch of speakers, but you just kind of just roll with it, don't you? You're just like, oh, I'll find a way. <laughs> That's it. Yeah.
1: And I, I think I I do feel genuinely lucky that I can do it because I know some people are like I could never do that. But hmm. if you're listening to this, like just try, just shoot yourself in the foot by saying it out loud, and then you're going to have to do it. Like you've literally got no choice because there, there's going to be people waiting.
0: Yeah, I always think that. The minute you say it publicly, it's kind of like, oh, it's got to happen. It's game <laughs> <Yeah>. on. Game <laughs> on. Um, <laughs> in terms of, like, showing up then on the Instagram lives for that week, and are we thinking the week the when Boris, so three weeks ago yesterday, that Monday, yeah. where he announced a lockdown? So every morning that week. So yeah. that's quite natural for you to do in terms of getting up on, on Instagram lives and
1: Not every day, no. I've done loads of Instagram stories before and I've been doing it for about three years now, I'd say, and Sophie French, I always use her workshop as an example because she was just like, just get up and just do it. Like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? The worst, worst thing is that you would die (laughs) doing that. (laughs) So let's see, if you do it and you don't die, you might feel better about doing it again. So I did it. And then, so yeah, I completely owe all my, a lot of my confidence to what she said in that workshop. And so, yeah, I'm happy doing stories, but live is like a whole new level because there's literally people turning up and waiting to hear what you've got to say. And yeah, like I said, I hadn't even written the course out. I was just like this week, this day, I'm going to talk about this. And that's the equivalent to week one on Tuesday, I'm going to talk about this for 10 minutes. And that's the equivalent to week two and blah, blah,
0: blah. And in terms of like marketing, even just those Instagram lives, was it very much just I'm just trying to clarify this in my head, you went in with those Instagram lives to lay the groundwork to launch the workshop. So at the end of that week, you were going to intentionally launch the workshop. Did I guess I, I guess the point I'm trying to get to so incoherently is that I'm interested in how you marketed not to your normal brands that you consult for but people that are sat at home maybe they've been furloughed that are looking to launch how did you get to them because I'm guessing they're the ones that buy the course not your normal customer
1: yeah, well, I I wanted to do something for free anyway that would still be of value to people. I absolutely hate those webinars that are like 90% rubbish and yeah. then 10% sales at the end. And I know that what I gave out in those free Instagram lives was still valuable, but they might it might just spark some ideas, but then they might want to take that further. So I put... Um, something on my grid saying, that, like, I'm going to turn up every day. And low I asked probably about 10 people to share it for me. Like some people had a relatively good audience. Some people didn't. but I thought if I get them to share the free one rather than the paid one, like more people will turn up for mm-hmm. the free one. So there was probably about 40 or 50 people watching the lives every day. And I was like, that's quite good, actually, (laughs) like compared to some other lives that I've done. And the reason I did it so early in the morning was because everyone, every man and their dog was going live in the evening. Mm. I was like, I might have a bit less competition if I do it in the morning. So then on the Wednesday, I said, I'm thinking about doing this as a paid course. Let me know if you just want the information, like no sales pitch whatsoever. I'll just send you what I'm kind of thinking. And then got a bit of a a kind of wait list if you like of people who are interested and once you when I said earlier as well no I'm I'm the one who's becoming incoherent when I said (laughs) earlier 10 people shared it. it it sort of sparked other people to start start sharing it as well so throughout this week people were still sharing that I was doing these Instagram lives and so by the Wednesday there were quite a few people watching to then sign up to the idea of it being
0: a paid course. That's amazing. Yeah. And obviously you then launch it and it I know that it's obviously now sold out which I think hats off to you given like how like you said with the Instagram lives there are so there's so much noise out there at the moment there's so many yeah. offers there's so many courses you know what I guess what was your advice to anyone listening to this who wants to launch something right now but it's like there's you know, so much conflicting advice isn't there like now's mm. not the time to sell now's the time to just like relax and and I think each to their own like you do what you've got to do to get through this Mm. and also like judging yeah definitely and it's like who's your target audience yours being creatives at home that want to launch a brand of course Mm. it's the perfect time to launch so what what is your advice to anyone listening that is potentially scared to put themselves out there for fear of that criticism or that cynicism that oh you know now isn't the time to be selling
1: yeah, well, I've watched this really good video. It's on Ray Dodd's Instagram, IGTV. And she said, like, it's now the right time to be selling. She said, first of all, just ask your audience, like, what kind of vibe are you on? And I did an Instagram poll that was like, are you on a Netflix vibe? Or are you on a sort of like creative, I want to do something kind of vibe? And I'd say 80, 90% of the people voted like, I want to do something. Mm. And so, whenever I was referring to selling the course, I did like a little disclaimer that said, This is in response to those people who said they want to learn. If you want to sit on the sofa, like, please feel free, that's fine. But I had so many messages from people saying, I can't believe this has come at the right time. My friend forwarded me on your message. My friend sent me your Instagram story. I've wanted to do this for ages. Thank you. And so those like few messages that I got kind of encouraged me to carry on regardless. And actually nobody did say anything negative to me. Even if they thought it, that's fine. But luckily they kept it to themselves. And I was just incentivized by the people who did want to learn. And I put all my energy into those people.
0: Definitely. And I love the quote that you shared, um, Emily Coxhead's one about, you know, like how much it took for you to get that brand to sell out and like kudos to you because it is sold out now. And that's what people care about. You know, like once it's sold out, it doesn't matter how you got that right. Like you can always say yeah. that you've got a sellout course. And I think it's just so refreshing to kind of see that, you know, you put X number of hours into marketing that and there's no shame in that.
1: Yeah. And just going back to the last question as well, when you said some advice for people, like I know a lot of people would say, oh, don't do any work for free. So I did those Instagram stories for free, but it wasn't really free because in return, I got loads and loads of shares Mm. and that's of some value to me because I then got the messages like, oh, my friend sent me this, my friend sent me that. So definitely try and give something away for free of value in order to build trust with your audience that you're like, oh, I did actually learn something for free. What could I learn if I paid a little bit of money?
0: Oh my God. I did do it at a
1: reduced rate. Um, like I made it under a hundred pounds because I wanted it to be kind of accessible to some people. I know that's not accessible to everybody, but again, that's why I did the free thing. And yeah, on that Emily Coxhead thing, I think it said some people will like you and some people won't but don't
0: worry about it because you probably wouldn't like them either. Exactly. You can't please everyone. Right. And I think that that, these podcasts are only reinforcing that for me. It's like everyone that I speak to has a different take on how they're spending this time. And it's like each to their own. Like there's no right or wrong with this. None of us have gone through this before. And I think all of us are just, there's that gut instinct that we know what is right and wrong for us and how we operate. Like some people, um, I'm literally editing one now and she said, you know, she's surrounded by people that are in that like Netflix mentality, which is absolutely fine. But she's a doer and she has to keep going. And I'm the same. It passes the time.
1: I know. My boyfriend's a Netflix guy. (laughs) (laughs) Are
0: you you sure you don't want to do something? Are you sure? Like,
1: come on. (laughs) You you can sit at your desk and crack on. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's so good. I mean, in terms of like, obviously, like if the course is sold out, that's great financially. But in terms of impact on you, your other work has the coronavirus impacted that kind of consultancy work, or is that?
1: Yeah, because some people do like to meet face to face. So I had about four uh, half day sessions booked in for, with people. And they've just said, I'd rather postpone it. One girl said, I'll, have, I'll take an hour out of it up front and do it on Zoom just to keep me going during this time. And then we'll meet for less time when we meet in person. But all the others have said they would rather just postpone it and meet when we can. So the one-to-one in-person stuff has definitely been impacted because normally I would meet somebody like once or twice a week. Mm. Um, but then a lot of the time, I have people on, like, a six-month consultation uh, thing. (laughs) I call it from, like, sketching to selling because that's where I take you on your journey. So for six months, we have a Zoom call once a week, uh, once a month.
0: Like a retainer? Yeah.
1: I don't – I always feel like that word is, like, I'm going to retain you. (laughs) (laughs) Which is why I was probably like, it's a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. so yeah and because I used to meet people for 6 hours and what I realized when I stepped away was like I've just overloaded with them with information and then I'm going to run away into the night and they'll never see me again. So it's way out way better to have 6 hours spread over the course of 6 months. Yeah. And only one of those girls had to postpone because she was a hairdresser and obviously her work was directly impacted therefore she couldn't do this. But everyone else actually has stayed on because I think they need something to focus on to be honest like yeah and they're still getting paid from their job but they're not even doing the job so then they've got even more time to throw into this which is actually really nice that's incredible think,
0: it's so, it's really refreshing yeah. to kind of hear you're you're doing well from it do you know what I mean like it's it's and I know it's, and sometimes I'm
1: like even messaging you I was like should I tell her that it's actually been quite no, good but see, sometimes it might be no, nice no, to hear
0: story yeah exactly and there's no shame in it like at the end of the day it's business and I do think that there's always there's always opportunities and your target audience are this is a like a prime time for you to come into your own so that and yeah there's absolutely nothing wrong with that if any yeah I think if anything people will admire the fact that you know you jumped at the chance to kind of get what you'd wanted to put into action into action yeah, so I was gonna do it anyway
1: it's it's not like yeah. in that Ray Dodd video she said there's a difference between going in and trying to sell something so that you come out the other end hmm. and then going in and profiteering from the situation yeah, yeah. and so it was like I'm still consulting but just doing it in a different way to suit the people that are at home and are like I cannot sit and watch Netflix all day I'm gonna go mad Um, and so doing something really specific really niche for those kind of people seems to have like worked quite well and also I work with a money mindset coach and she said there is still lots and lots of people doing very very well and when you're on Instagram you can sort of get peer pressured into closing if other people are closing and people are saying oh you really shouldn't be going to the post office to do this but if what you're doing is trying to come out at the other end of it and you feel like you can do that safely then then so be it and yeah. just stick to your guns because we're recording this on zoom zoom shares have never been higher my local butcher has had a queue outside of it since this whole thing has started amazing like my friend works in PR she's never been busier so just know that there is still money out there and that people still want to buy gifts as well I know like a lot of people who listen to you are creative businesses and like cake businesses or craft businesses and things and I, I don't know about you but anybody who's had a birthday during this I feel like I just want to overwhelm them with like the most special gift for those small businesses that are still open I would rather buy from you than somebody huge or just Asos because I can
0: Yeah, yeah yeah and I think it's such a valid point to make and it's a point that needs to be reinforced more in my opinion it's that it is that Instagram there's echo chambers within that where there is peer pressure to respond in a certain way just because everyone is, like you said. And I think you've articulated that so well because, you know, if I look at my my personal audience for she can she did, it couldn't be more split down the middle. And I know which side I like in terms of the kind of how I'm spending this time. And it's a real balancing act to kind of walk down because I'm so aware that there's other people that are taking the time out and they they really want to kind of pause and reflect. Like I, I genuinely think that that's so worthwhile if that's what you want to do. But I'm also very aware that there's others that really, really are, you know, um what's the word I'm going for? Just like, like energetic. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And just i I've they, got they, a they, lot of energy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they're they're kind of seeking ways to keep busy and ways to make this work for them. And yeah, I think businesses, like you said, there's uh, there there is just so much opportunity. I love it. Yeah. In terms of going forward then, I think one of the things that's cropped up on every single episode and also every single conversation I've had with just about anyone in the past few weeks is the fact that so much of the anxiety comes from the fact that there's no endpoint. So have you given any thought to how, in terms of scenario planning, if this lasts three months, six months, is the workshop just something that you're looking to keep going?
1: yeah basically i had a few messages after the deadline you know what it's like everyone waits right until the deadline and then it shuts and then they're like oh can I have a ticket and you're like no you missed the deadline Every um, I did three single mingle
0: I'm sorry yeah. just got it.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry can you yeah. squeeze one more in and obviously I did it's fine because it's just in a Facebook group like I wanted to keep it relatively tight because I wanted to give everybody my attention but like one or two people who missed the deadline it's fine but then I've had even more messages afterwards being like my friends told me about this like can I join but now we're kind of halfway through it I think it might just be better to start it again in May Mm -hmm. and maybe collaborate with an influencer to do some sort of affiliate code so if she sends it all out and anybody that comes through her then um, I think I'd be able to sell 30 tickets again, to be honest, with the help of somebody with an audience next time. But after May, I have no idea. (laughs) Maybe I'll just run it again. I'll just go on a loop. I'll be on like a little hamster wheel. (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) I mean, surely there's some comfort in knowing that you responded with something of value quickly that has sold out. So there's like a trust like I I trust you but you'll make it work do you know what I mean like yeah
1: yeah this time I've obviously got all the testimonials from the first mm-hmm. people as well which always makes something easier to sell because it's not just me saying it it's other people saying it that it's good and I'm like okay cool yeah <laughs> you it's actually really scary to do a course because you're sat here like say I'm talking to you and I can see your face on a course there's nobody there like you're just talking to yourself and I'm like I hope they're thinking they're not like yawning or (laughs) just thought I'm gonna go and grab a coffee or told their husband that it's rubbish um (laughs) you're just like carrying on so it was a bit of a weird dynamic but now I've had a bit of feedback and those testimonials give you a bit of confidence to think oh no it it's all right actually I might be able to do this again um and still that one-to-one consulting on zoom as well is nice because think now more than ever people are just craving some kind of guidance mm. about what to do and yes we've never been through this before but there are a lot of comparison. I know people are comparing like their lifestyle to World War Two, and it is so not the same because all we're being asked to do is sit on our sofa. Honestly,
0: um, have you seen the quote that's like, "Our grandparents were sent off to war. We're being asked to sit on the sofa." Get <laughs> not the same. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah but during times of crisis in retail,
1: certain things always do well, and it's feel-good things. Mm. So if you can make somebody feel good through what you sell where's the harm
0: in that do you know <laughs> it's the, like 100% it is... and I yeah. on that note I should argue I I should argue I should make the point that I could not appreciate your newfound um what is it skill for making memes <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is it's like I read this really interesting article that was basically saying you know how to market how do you market through a pandemic and it was basically saying like there's no harm if you were a brand that's used to being like chatty or used to making jokes or being lighthearted. the worst thing you could do is change that Stop. just because of a pandemic and it's like people crave <laughs> that laughter and I'm sorry but that Gemma Collins one it couldn't have come at a better time I was just if anyone's listening to this I genuinely think you need to look at Elizabeth's Instagram because yeah that is I mean they're the best that they are so good I did make myself laugh with that. One. <laughs> like, I really like that. that was quite a good one actually. Yeah,
1: so um, and then the other thing I was thinking about running the course again in May. I shared that Gemma Collins' post and tagged her, and I've tagged her a million times in things that I've shared before. But this time she put it on her stories, no so I got like maybe fifty new followers or something from that. And I noticed all the girls were quite fashiony, so like apparently me and Gemma Collins have a very similar audience.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> so I amazing. thought,
1: oh, I've actually got some new people that might not have known about the course when I did it before. So I can do it again.
0: Love that. Given that you are, you, you know, it's it's no mean feat to launch a course like this and the hours you're putting in, et cetera, et cetera. How are you making sure you're looking after yourself, not just as a brand owner, but also just generally we we are, I, I'd never want to downplay the fact that it is such a surreal time that we're in at the moment so Mm. I don't know about you but I personally have been a bit like I was so fine for about two and a half weeks and then it kind of hit me later than everyone else I think and then I did my panic and now I feel like okay I'm back in into the swing of like this weird little (laughs) world we're living in right now.
1: Um, I am a bit of a cliche in the fact that I like yoga, Uh, like fashion girl (laughs) who likes cats and yoga is just the (laughs) biggest cliche ever, but my cat is keeping me sane. Me and my boyfriend do give each other quite a lot of space. I just sat outside all weekend and he was watching Netflix. On, On the yoga, actually, I'm following this girl called Yoga with Cassandra with a K and every morning she's doing a 10 minute yoga video that's like wake up and stretch and I don't know about you but my attention span has just been shot to pieces throughout (laughs) this it wasn't that good anyway um so 10 minutes is all I can deal with at the moment Uh, so I do that in the morning I try and book a call in the morning just to get me up and in the zone whereas if I just book everything later on I'm kind of just waiting around for it in the afternoon so I'd rather just get it over with not in. that sounds awful but you know what I mean yeah yeah, 100% yeah get it done I actually switched off my Instagram I deleted the app all over Easter bank holiday because it's very well saying oh I just won't go on it but even when I delete it, I'll pick up my phone and go to go on it and see that it's not there. And my brain is like behind and it's like, no, remember you deleted it. Okay. <laughs> so I would have already been on it by that point. So it's like my, my thumb works faster than my brain, which is really scary.
0: It is uh, mad uh, how much we rely on it. Like I didn't delete it, but I move any kind of holiday. I move it to the, like, the last page. So I have to like yeah. scroll that and emails. I just hide on like page three of my phone where nothing yeah. is. But I'm I like, you, you go to it and you're like, oh, it's not there. And it's like, oh, no, reminder. Oh, that's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Don't go on it. Yeah. And, yeah, I deleted it and managed to read a whole book, which was... Oh,
0: my God, that's horrible. a long Yeah, book. I was just
1: like, I don't remember the last time I read a book that quickly. So, Yeah going to bed at a normal time trying to any drink at the weekends sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't <laughs> but just trying to think of something to differentiate the weekend from the weekday and i thought that was quite a good one
0: no honestly like red wine on a friday night is like just in general pandemic aside that's my it's the weekend <laughs> like yeah, it's yeah. Like, I know, and, uh, yeah exactly but chocolate every day yeah. <laughs> yeah i think they're all like it's it's yeah it's so valid and i think yoga like for me pilates it's in you said about the attention span because I'm normally quite good with stuff like that but I just think I'm I'm just trying not to beat myself up because it is it's like a weird mm. weird phase and if you're not being as productive I think these are helping me because I've got to do these daily but like my Friday where I don't necessarily have to do it straight away for the next oh, week wow. just Yes, I really noticed that. You've kind of weaved really good advice in just throughout the chat in general, Elizabeth, but if you were to offer any business owner any piece of advice right now for getting through the next few weeks, we're what, a month in? But what would you say to them like now, I guess, for going forward?
1: Yeah, I would say, listen to what you have always wished for. So if you've always wished for more time or I wish I could go on a walk every day, I wish I could take up yoga, I wish I had the time to do more cooking, do that thing, whatever it is, regardless of what anyone else is doing. And that's another reason why I deleted Instagram because I do it every Christmas now as well. So I remember one Christmas I had a really lovely time and then logged on to Instagram and saw somebody kind of had like in inverted commas, like a better time.
0: Mm. And I was
1: just like, I'd had a really nice day up until that point. And then as soon as I compared it to somebody else, it, it ruined my whole day. And I was just like, no, I'm going to delete it every time. And so I'd say, If it it takes deleting Instagram, as it did with me, then so be it. But just try and connect with what you've always wished for
0: Mm. and focus
1: on that and listen to yourself and other people.
0: Love that. Amazing. Okay, going forward, once we're out the other side, we've all got through this. What are you going to do to reward yourself for all the hard work you put in? Go on holiday. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Luckily, I didn't actually have any holidays booked, so I didn't have to cancel any. But... Kieran and I have always said we want to be somewhere hot on New Year's Eve at some mm. point in the future. So maybe this is the year. I think is
0: yeah, the year. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I mean, we're nearly in May. I feel like New Year's Eve will be here before we know it. I know. Yeah.
1: So if not, go to my local Thai restaurant <laughs>
0: <laughs> and order yeah. everything. On yeah. I mean, that's it. Just, a, yeah, like that. Uh, Thai is my favorite meal. So I'm like, oh, that yeah. to me is okay. just as good. <laughs> um no thank you so much that was so uh, I think it's so refreshing to hear like some really positive stories to come out of this so thank you all about the positivity I know you
1: are thanks for having me
0: Thank you so much for listening to that episode of the She Can, She Did podcast. It really, really does mean a lot. If you happen to enjoy it, it would mean so much to me if you could please rate and review the series because rumour has it, it helps to boost the podcast in the charts, which allows more female founders and aspiring business owners to find it. For now, though, I really, really hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening once again, and please do look out for tomorrow's episode.